0: Hi, this is Tony Lloyd. Interviewing people for many years has made me realise that everyone has a life story to tell, be they sad, amazing or even inspirational. I want to bring as many human stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts.
1: Human Stories with Tony Lloyd.
0: Sean Bennett, welcome to Human Stories. Thank you for talking to me. Hello, Tony. Thank
1: you for having me
0: on. Now, you're, uh, what I would say, is a prolific volunteer. Is that right? I'm, I'm probably not <laughs> as prolific as some people, but I have dabbled, yes. Okay. And that's what we're going to talk about today, volunteering, yeah. uh, which is really important, and more and more people are, are volunteering. So mm-hmm. uh, tell me, um, I know you've volunteered for all sorts of organisations in the past. Tell me a little bit about those briefly.
1: Yeah, so I think probably the first significant one would be the um, the police force, actually. I um, In 1992, I took a decision um, with my then wife uh, that we were both going to join as special constables. I had always had a, an idea about joining the police and saw this as a great opportunity to experience it without committing and without sort of giving up work. And um, I I was there for six years. I absolutely loved it. And what made you give up? Moving house, actually. I I relocated through work. And at the time, I think it's changed a little bit now, but at the time it was a bit strange because you couldn't transfer in in much the same way as you can in some organisations, you could transfer from one region to another. Hmm. Um, That actually at that point wasn't a facility within the uh, the police force you had to resign and reapply in the new uh, the new force area right. um, or at least that's what I believed to be the case hmm. so I, I took sort of a six months leave of absence technically uh, having transferred and not being able to present for duties um, at, at which point then my eldest son was born in that period of time as well and some priorities changed and I, and I just um, hmm. I drifted away unfortunately from it.
0: Well, that's the advantage, isn't it, of volunteering. You can Mm -hmm. fit it around your own life, hopefully, as long as you don't let it take over. Um, Talking about uh, special constables, I mean, some people would say that you're, to be one of those, you're bonkers because you don't get paid and you have all the, the problems that a police officer can encounter when on duty, and some of it's not very pleasant. I mean, why would anybody do that?
1: Uh, yes, sadist, I think. Um, I, I think really, it is just it is for that experience. I would I would probably imagine that most people who want to be a special constable probably want to be a police officer, mm. or or have been perhaps, and and want to sort of give something back, having sort of done the normal service and retired. Um, my uh, my wife's uncle actually. He's um, he's been in the police force for, for almost as long as you've been in radio, like decades and decades and decades. He, um, and he was um, he was recently awarded his MBE a, of, a few years back, got an MBE for services to the police. But mm. um, yeah, and he's still doing it now.
0: Wow, that's uh, I'm I'm I, I know quite a few specials, and um, I've worked with them and trained them all sorts in another life. And um, I'm total awe of them. That you know, they are they are special people. I think all police officers are, but yeah. special, especially the specials. That's difficult to say. It is okay. So, <laughs> so that's um, what one thing you did. I mean, what, what else have you volunteered for? Um, I've been a volunteer actually. Just before we move on to that, I, um, one of the things
1: that inspired me was actually um, the uh, shooting of Glenn Goodman. If you recall that back in 92 and um you know that was that's the ultimate sacrifice and and making the ultimate sacrifice as a volunteer is is almost like you know having an extra slice of um, of sort of valor to to what went on um it it almost put me off you know I was wanting to do it it almost put me off but then it kind of gave me a second wind of determination to do it and um, I very much enjoyed doing it, and I'm glad I saw it through.
0: After being a volunteer special constable in the police force, what uh, other things have you volunteered for?
1: I've volunteered with uh, a charity called Phase Worldwide, and that stands for Practical Help Achieving Self-Empowerment. And um, that kind of really resonated with me, but it was also it was about not just helping people on your own doorstep, because this organisation predominantly works um, in Nepal, Looking after, um, providing, or healthcare, education, um, skills, teaching people to survive. Really, and and um, mm. it just really, really resonated with me at the time. Mm. Did you go, have to go out to Nepal? No, I haven't been. Um, I've not ruled it out because we do still support them, but um, I've I've not sort of stuck my neck out yet and gone for the journey out there mm. it's very interesting and um you know maybe when we get back into uh, circulation after this i might put it on the list
0: mm. okay well that'd be cool wouldn't it i know you've got a whole list of uh, organizations you volunteered for uh who else is on the list yeah
1: um i think probably one of my favorite ones on that list actually was um the army cadet force and that's just in terms of fulfilment and re- and how rewarding that was. Um, working with Faze was really good, and um, we did lots of things, um, fundraising events and uh, and activities, and so that there was there was kind of the spirit of going out and um, and raising money was probably the core activity with them. Hmm. But for the Army Cadet uh, Force activities, I was learning as I was teaching, and I was seeing youngsters from between twelve and eighteen years old just blossoming and growing into um wonderful young adults it was just it's so inspiring really seeing them develop and take on board mm. the, the teaching and training that we
0: can give them mm. that's so important isn't it uh, mm. you know, to help young people become better you know if, if they need it and some do some don't uh, but um you know it's important for society as a whole in in the future
1: it it is yeah and um A lot of people think that they're only doing it because they want to be in the army. And I would say probably about 80% of them don't. They're in there because they want a release or they want some structure or some boundaries and some rules and some friendship. And they get all of that. They get that in abundance. And they just grow into such wonderful people afterwards.
0: So what sort of things did you do in the army cadets? I could already do first aid.
1: I'd done that through work. But I, I learned more about weapons, um, you know, safe handling and how to um, to teach people how to respect a weapon. That You know, it's not the the gun itself is not dangerous. It's the person who was holding it. Uh-huh. And, and teaching them at a young age to respect equipment like that that can be dangerous and, you know, in, in the wrong hands, uh, to respect it and to respect others. Um, but just teaching them lots of life skills, you know, things that they can take away with them. And getting them to understand one of the better things that I enjoyed doing was putting some training together, which got them to understand how to translate what they'd learned as a cadet into civilian life and how that works and how those stripes that they wear on, the, on their um, uniform equates to being a supervisor in the real world or it equates to being a manager in the real world, depending on what level they manage to attain. And get them to understand that and see, you know, it's, it's like a light bulb coming on. When they understand as they're approaching leaving, they can walk into a workplace and have an interview and say, "Now I've been in charge of 20, 30 people as a teenager, mm. puts them in a really strong position.
0: We did um, an interview with the young lad who was in the army cadets on human stories a while back, and he yeah. was just totally inspirational. You know, and you can you see he was going to go so far in in his life, um, um, and fantastic to see how he benefited from that particular organisation, which as as you say is run by volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Um, just talking generally, volunteering-wise, how t- yeah. has that benefited your life personally, just being a volunteer in these organisations?
1: Because I've learned new skills along the way, so there's been something in it for me. Um, and I've been able to help other people uh, see, uh, seek out opportunities and learn skills that they may otherwise have, uh, have never achieved mm-hmm. or realised, and that's probably in my latest um role as a volunteer it has probably come to light even more. And, and that's because I, I've got involved in a community radio station. Mm. And I, I did that initially, um, to help project manage and deliver it because the, the project itself was struggling within a couple of weeks. I was just totally on board, totally embedded in it, um, became a board member within the organization. Uh, so that, you know, the, I was showing my commitment there from a very early stage and um, to, to have people, I think one of the most humbling things is to have people who are giving up the time and mm. presenting shows for for me and, and my colleagues, radio station, as it were, mm. and it's not really ours, it's theirs, mm. um, but they're thanking us for the opportunity. And and I always turn around and said, "No, I, you know, it, my job is actually is to thank you for your time because without them giving their time, mm. then we have nothing."
0: Yeah, I think um, also um, I've I've volunteered for a few things in the past, and um, I, th- I think the difference between having a job that's being paid, obviously, um, and volunteering mm. is that um, you can sort of walk out at any minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. without losing your house. <laughs> and um, it sort of makes you want to put more into it because you're doing it for love, so to speak. It sounds a bit mm-hmm. cheesy, but it's true. Um, rather than, you know, going to work for to earn money to, to pay the bills, you're doing something that hopefully you enjoy and you're uh, your benef- benefiting from as well.
1: Yeah, you you do. And I've, you know, I'm learning through doing this, I'm learning more about running a business, about planning and organising things, mm. you know. So again, I'm benefiting from giving my time for for a project, and um, it's it's already leading me to other ideas of things that I would like to do, and probably deliver through that that business that will help the community even
0: further. Well, that's amazing. Um, how about the time that you uh, allocate? to volunteering for whatever the organization is because you know there's <laughs> only the, i know there's <laughs> a, <laughs> the, I, I i use that word on purpose because i know it's ridiculous um yep. uh, and you can't when you volunteer for something you do get uh sucked into it don't you and you, you, you tend to do more and more and more you know i mean i was a scout when i was uh uh a lad you know and then ended up being um Instructor and a leader, and everything else, you know. And it is, if you're the sort of person that always puts their hands up to volunteer for something, then you know it can take over your life. I mean, how, yeah. does it take over your life, all volunteering, and how do you restrict it or allocate yeah, enough I think time? It,
1: it keeps me very busy. I could definitely say that. Hmm. And it, it's one of those things that it takes up as much time as it needs initially. In order to realise it and to make it happen, mm. so certainly in the first twelve months, uh, an inordinate amount of time uh, invested in it. But I am getting to that stage now where I'm I'm thinking more about running the business rather than being the business and getting people involved. That you know, other volunteers who have got skill sets, and it's about understanding that you know your your weakness or your area for development. I, I don't really like to refer to it as weakness your areas where you might need to develop somebody might already have that skill Mm. so you don't always have to develop it you can actually um, just make better use of your resources that you've got available and we have volunteers from all walks of life and um, a a range of different skills so pulling that together and, and getting that and then being able to sort of divvy out certain jobs to people lightens the workload um, and it's shared, and they're doing it and taking it on board, probably like I did, m- because they're enjoying it. And you know, if you stop enjoying it, then you'll stop doing it. So mm. it's just finding a balance as well.
0: Is it difficult to recruit volunteers for these organisations?
1: I think it is um, it is difficult to recruit them, but it's not hard to get them. Because what happens is that people who are already volunteering talk to somebody else who they know, who they think might be actually doing it. So you're not. We're not really recruiting in that sense. I, I did actually little, little story. I did accidentally created an advert for a job on Facebook, and I was I was basically started off by putting out something just asking if anybody knew anyone who did a certain thing, and it must have one of their algorithms detected I was describing what was like a job advert. And I clicked yes somewhere. All of a sudden, I'd got an advert out there for uh, for a volunteer administrator. And um, in the space of a weekend, had about four people show interest in it. Uh, so it was really good. It worked in that sense. But I don't try to sort of really actively push to recruit. I would much rather the volunteers who are already in it and invested in it Hmm. Get someone else to come along and have a conversation. Word about of it. mouth,
0: and you could end up yeah. uh, with the wrong sorts of people if that's uh, yeah. an appropriate term. Yeah, people that yeah. don't really want to be there, but they're just there, and so that's not going to benefit the organisation particularly. Okay, what would you say to uh, you know somebody listening to this who's who hasn't ever volunteered for anything yeah. um, uh, for what, whatever reason, um, and what would you say to them to encourage them to do so? Um, what would you say the benefits would be for them uh, if they did?
1: I think I would would strongly suggest if you've got even just a couple of hours a week or a couple of hours a fortnight that you think you could actually apply to something different, then look and see if there's a voluntary activity related to that interest that you've got and give it a go. Because the value that you see coming back in the smile on someone's face when you're helping them and when they appreciate and realize that you're giving something to them is worth twice as much to yourself. And so give it a go. You know, don't don't just think about it. Have a go. And if you don't like it, you can stop. Of course. It doesn't cost anything to stop. That's right.
0: And you won't lose your house. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Have you got any funny stories about uh any of the organisations you volunteered to?
1: Um that I can repeat. <laughs> <laughs> we had, I think when when we were, when I was doing the um, special constable one, there was a bit of a, uh, like a, a kind of a code word used. If somebody was being really, really awkward in the back of the van, then um, the driver would occasionally use a code word, which meant that you're supposed to hold on at the corner or at the next junction because you might break or turn a little bit more severely than normal and only the people that were in their uniform knew about it (laughs) so there's little things like that you know and um, i'm not going to try and get anybody into trouble because they do a brilliant job uh, and they put up with a heck of a lot of um grief um with Faze worldwide probably one of the funniest weekends we had was uh, dog racing where we went to we went to the dogs and we had this um this session on to uh, to do a bit of fundraising and um nick Craig who was one of the founding members of it for whatever reason it was just like he couldn't stop winning but everything that he won he was putting back into the charity anyway so it was really it was kind of really good that it was doing it that way but he handed me the microphone at one point and um i think that's kind of where i found my voice <laughs> because I was unstoppable with the microphone, almost as unstoppable with the microphone as he was with the winning. But I just took the mickey out of him all night, and he absolutely loved it.
0: <laughs> Good fun. And I think that's um, the key, isn't it? If you have fun yeah. with it, uh, then um, you know, then it can be beneficial to your own life and, and to others. So it's a win-win situation, really. Um, some people criticise volunteers because they say, well, that should be a paid job. Um, what, did, what would you say to them? Um,
1: if everything could be done as a paid job, then it should be a paid job, but not everything can, mm-hmm. and not everything needs to be, um, because some people want to actually give for um, for the love of giving, and basically for that that self gratification that they've done something that hasn't cost someone else anything uh, in, in order to to um, have that service or that support. So, you know, volunteers of all kinds have have come and gone and and will continue to do so for long after you and I. And and I just think, you know, don't knock it. If if people are willing to do some good for nothing, then open
0: your arms and embrace it. Good words. And you personally, um, you know, how many organisations are you volunteering for now and what's the future?
1: Um, I'm only volunteering for the one now. (laughs) 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 because the radio station has really sort of taken up an awful lot of time. And that's, what's Um, the website of
0: your radio station so the listeners can listen?
1: Yeah, it's rockinghamradio.co.uk.
0: Okay, great. Um,
1: But yeah, it it won't necessarily be the last thing or the only thing that I do, but right now it's the only voluntary activity that I'm uh, committing
0: with. Totally understand. And um, may I say you're a, a very, very nice man. Uh, to volunteer for all these organisations and to help other people, that's very inspirational. And uh, hopefully that will inspire listeners to Human Stories to do the same if they possibly can. That's great.
1: Yeah, Brilliant, I hope so. And if ever they do volunteer and they want to come and talk o- all about it on the radio station, we'd be more than happy to do that.
0: Sean, thank you so much for talking to me and keep volunteering. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Human Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that they'll inspire or help others. Get in touch if you have a story to tell. If you or your organisation would like a professional podcast series to reach your own audience, or if you'd like training so you can do it yourself, I can help. Go to TonyLloydRadio.com
1: Human Stories with Tony Lloyd